Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's .cool. We are here to talk about this past week in wrestling. You okay over there? Right, I think it, I, oh, okay, he's good. So we're here to talk about Raw, we're here to talk about SmackDown Live, we're here to talk about 205 Live, NXT, and apparently the second week of the Superstar Shake-Up, because fuck everything. I'm the Owen. Superstar Shake-Up never... <clears throat> Sorry, the Superstar Shake-Up never ends is what I meant to say. It's true. I, I can't wait for Survivor Series now. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. Joined as always by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live over at twitch.tv slash ozone online, so check us out there. We are monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions, your comments, and we will get to them as we deem fit. Owen. John. I have a microphone. I've noticed you sound much better. Yeah, weird, right? Where's your camera? Uh, on my bed. Oh. You're not going to set that up? No, it's this whole setup's real precarious as it is, and I'd have to do like a lot of moving things around. And also, I'm not really centered, so I'd have to all figure that out. And it's a whole big to do, and I don't really feel like doing that right now because I already feel good just getting this microphone up, and it already feels like it's the whole thing's gonna fall apart uh, in a second anyway. So uh, yeah, I'll figure that out for next week. Okay, that's why people watching the video, it says John will be back next week in video form. But he's here. But at in, least I got this part. And this microphone's hey. red, and that's cool. Yeah, John's here in high quality. I do have like a, a weird heart on for red electronics. It's always been a thing. Like my, I have my red P- PSP. That thing's dope. That's pretty cool. This red microphone is rad. Yeah, I my uh. So if you don't know, I have two microphones. I have my studio one, which is hooked up to this arm, and then I have a mobile one for when I have to podcast like outside the studio, and you know. Unhooking this microphone from this arm is a pain in the ass, so I just got another microphone. And that was blue, which you saw in New York. Hmm. The blue one's pretty good. Yep, so yeah, I got this weird red Yeti, which I had no idea they even made these, so that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome, so... And it's it's on an arm, and I have a pop screen, so, like, I'm actually being, like, fancy and shit now. Yeah, welcome to my setup, which is also... Let me try try some things. Uh... Pop, let's get a Pepsi. Let's eat some pickles. Let's, uh, snakes and, and, I don't know. Yeah, what, are, actually- what are other, what are other things that make weird sounds that would fuck with the mic? Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Yeah, you're not popping at all. You're good. Damn, okay, because I definitely, like, felt myself popping with that, with that pumpernickel there. Yeah, well, that's because the screen is there to make sure that doesn't happen, John. Damn, technology is fascinating, Owen. Yes, a little mesh screen can do a lot, turns out. Who knew? I mean, I, I knew. I went to school. And but will it st- they taught us. But will it stop the cats that are howling outside my apartment clearly in heat? Well, so far, since we started the show, I haven't heard them, so that's good. Springtime has come to Brooklyn, y'all. Yeah, which means the hot, hot summer is on its way, which means there's going to be short episodes where we go, Oh, God, it's so hot in the studio. Please kill me. And a whole lot of shootings. Oh boy, that's also I mean, true. Su- it's summer in the it's summer in the city. It's what happens. If that's what that song's about. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with that. So, how is everything going with you besides having the microphone? 
I have this microphone. That's cool. That, that's not cool. No. I mean, it's for the it, website. Yeah, but it didn't come from Patreon money, so fuck you. You don't get that branding. Sorry, John. The The Patreon money goes to keeping our website up. Did I, did, did I not mention that when we had to switch over providers, it was really expensive? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah, so thank you so thanks, much. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, so thanks for all our patrons for keeping us afloat. Because seriously, Sites we down. Can, we, um, no, our, our site's up. Because that site's Dave. down, though. Is it? I don't know. I'm actually going to go check that now that I think about it. I mean, do you know what the URL is? Yeah, of course I do. pwc.webhook.org. Yeah. Okay. No, if you want to see our old content, because, like, half the shit ain't on the website... Hey, it's a lot of content to move over, John. I didn't say it like a, it was a you know bad thing or a surprising yes, thing. I said it like a yeah, it's still there. So ha, huh, take that. Championships it's... don't matter, and neither does this website. Damn, ice cold. I mean the old one. Yeah. Okay. That's the new fair. one is the new one's cool. The old one though, that's a shithole. Yeah. Once we get more funding, maybe we can hire some more writers. That'd be cool. Because guess what? Doing a podcast and also writing content for the website, it's not easy. So aside from that, John, uh, anything else going on with you? You know what's coming out into the movies tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm not going to see it. Because you don't care about the Marvel movies. Basically. And also, I mean, it would be real dumb to see that one when I haven't seen Infinity War. Which, yeah, I know that's ironic. You don't have to remind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I love how you do have a whole thing based on that, and you don't even know the source material. I vaguely understand it. I I know what Thanos is about. I've read I've read the Marvel comics. I know you know what yeah. happens there. Yeah. A heads up to people who are listening to this on Thursday morning. Uh, I saw be- that one scene. Yeah. The, I mean, the no. Not, the not feeling good scene. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't end well for him. No, it doesn't. But what I was saying is, uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday morning when the podcast version comes out, uh, be super careful if you're going to the movie uh, this weekend. If you're on the internet, because people are dicks. People really enjoy ruining things for people. Hey, Owen. Yeah. Let me tell you a little something about Snape. Uh, no, please don't. Snape gets the Infinity Gauntlet. And he snaps it. And Dumbledore doesn't feel so good. <laughs> no! Spoilers! But yeah, for real, don't... If you're out there, don't don't be that guy. It's not, it's not, it's not cool. Unless you're going to recreate that Snape Kills Dumbledore video, because you know what? I'm in favor of that. Um, that was some good that yeah. was some good classic internet. Yes, this only if it's it's Harry Potter people. This that's the only people you can do it to. Because they're not real people. Just specifically if you're going to get that reaction that that seventeen year old girl gave him. Yeah. So I, I'm very tempted to uh when I'm in line to enter the theater, uh on Thursday night, I'm tempted to get noise-canceling headphones to put on, just because I have a feeling someone's going to try to do that shit. Good idea or bad idea? I and I guess just listen to a just listen to a podcast or some music really loudly. 
I'll just listen to myself very loudly. On I'd rather not. A Zodkiss production. That's a bad decision. It's true. And how we make them. Also, I wasn't on last week. I mean, that was a good decision. Thanks. I, I made Got the most. Of, I made the most of my night anyway. But John, do you want to get into the actual bulk of the show and talk about wrestling news? I mean, I could talk about the one other thing I actually did this week. The one thought on stuff I actually have, other than what? Man, my day job is pretty shitty. What? Uh, Joker's pretty cool. He's looking real cool. He's looking real jacked, baby. I mean, no, he's actually definitely not looking real jacked. No, he's not at all. So you got that DLC? I did get that DLC. I know why you got that DLC. Why is that, Owen? Because his stage has Persona 4 shit in it. It sure does. And of course, the first thing I did was, all right, we're playing this stage and I'm selecting Reach Out to the Truth. That's exactly what I did. And then I won. Yeah, I won as him, too, and I got that that victory music, and I was like, alright, this is pretty good, though. It is, right? I like how they... I like his cool final smash, and how if you win with that, they don't even go back to the battle. It literally just has that pose of him, and you go, game! And then just fucking victory screen, as if it's just you won a battle. Yep. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. That's some good detail in this stupid, stupid game that I really love. That's the one thing Smash is really good at, is getting those details right. It's true. He's a weird character, and I very much enjoy him. I I like that you get your meter up, and then your persona comes out. It's pretty cool. Then your gun turns into a a better gun. All your moves turn into a better moves. I mean, aside from you don't get the, the grappling hook anymore. Yeah, that's a bummer. I like that grappling hook, though. It's fun. It is fun. You can do some cool things with that just to attack people. I like that. They also announced the the follow-up to Persona 5 today. I mean, they announced it a while ago. I think it was just they never announced it for America. And they're like, yeah, well, duh, of course we're fucking bringing that out. Are you kidding me? But they also me? didn't announce exactly what it is. And now it's like, it's Persona 5... It's, it's pretty much Persona I, 5 Golden. Yeah, but... come on, man. We knew exactly what it was. It was... It no, was but the, the ver- fucked up thing is it's on PS4. It was the Golden... So? that's it's on, it's on the same console. Why didn't they put it on something else? Persona 3 Fest, dog. They did the exact same thing with that. It was also on PS2. It came out a year after Persona 3. It's still the definitive version of Persona 3 and fucking great. So this is, this is why you don't buy Persona games when they come out. You wait for the better one to come out. Yeah. I mean, but that's always been the case. I'm still waiting for the Persona collection on Switch. I... That is the thing that annoys me, is that they didn't go like, hey, we're putting it on Switch. Like, it wouldn't be that hard. They put Persona 5 on PS3 in Japan. Mm-hmm. They just based off of that version. Just put the collection out. It's, it's very strange that they didn't I, announce I'm it. I'm just saying, you, would, saying. You, you wouldn't put Persona 3, 4, and 5 stuff in Smash if you aren't going to put all three games on the Switch. That's all I'm saying. I'd like to think so, but I'd also think that, uh, how do I put this? Atlas is dumb sometimes? Yeah, they can't be that dumb, right? I mean, remember who owns them. Yeah, but they they, they let the Sonic Mania happen. Yeah, but they were also really passive-aggressive about it. 
Yeah. Because they were pissed off that people like Sonic Mania more than Sonic Forces. Because again, Sega's really dumb. But that racing game looks good. Eh, the racing game does look good. I, I'm still, I'm, I might I get know. that. I mean, I loved Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. I thought that was a great game. I played a fucking ton of the first Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing as well. But like, I don't know, something about Team Sonic isn't like grabbing me as much. I'm a little concerned about the weird team aspect, but uh, like... Big the Cat? Eh, he was in Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. I might know, have even been in uh, Transformed also. Yeah, but he was in that cartoon that they put out. The cartoon is pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I have the Froggy Balloon. Because I'm it, not... It came with my uh, mug that I bought. I'm not sold on this on this video, Huego, but I'm not against its existence. Speaking, I'm, speaking, I want to know more. Which, though, did you buy the mug? No. You should buy the mug. It's really good. It seems very good. Anyway. Whenever I drink my tea out of it, I rate, I rate it up and down and, and rotate it. And then I get nightmares. You did it to yourself. But speaking of nightmares, Owen. I didn't do it to myself. That game did it to me for years. Come on. Yeah, but now you're doing it to yourself. It, yeah, well, I need I need to remind myself. Oh, and speaking of nightmares... The American Nightmare? Yes, he is a wrestler, but also wrestling gives me nightmares we because talk about, it's wrestling. Yeah, but let's get into the news, and also we need to talk about a news story that we didn't put in the notes. So I'm going to hit the jingle. Hey, John. Okay, I think I have an idea of what that news story is, so you yeah. want me to just say it? Yeah, go ahead. Yo, fucking, they're doing Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, no, no, excuse me, it's, uh... Oh, wait, it's Dustin Rhodes, he doesn't have a stupid name. No, he is just Dustin Rhodes. He's not the natural, unfortunately. He's like... So... First, but his half face paint's pretty cool. Yeah, is is that like really what he's gonna do with a half face? I don't know. Like I saw all this stuff. Like, is that just them saying, "Oh, look, it's, it's Dustin," but also he's gonna have face paint? And now I'm starting to think that's actually what he's gonna do is just a half face, and it's dumb. I I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I think it'd be better if it was the full. It would, but, like, yo, we've seen him do the full. Now he's doing, like, something weird and different, and I'm not sure why he's doing it. I think, you know, they need to maybe establish more, like, story here and, and stuff going forward. I hope that they, you know, considering that, like, Road to Double or Nothing is on Cody's channel, personal channel, I'd like to hope that, like, maybe they'll focus a little more on building that story between them and other than just, like, hey, remember how pissed off you all were that, like, they only did the one gold dust versus stardust match and like we wanted this to be like a whole big feud that never came hey we're actually gonna try and do it this time sorry our bad they're not gonna build anything to it they're just be like people are gonna buy this Who, why, why put effort into it i mean in fairness i'm going to buy it so yeah here now here's a question so dustin's got half of his face in the paint what if cody has the other half of his face in the stardust paint Lawsuit. No, it's only half. It's different. It's totally different. You know what my favorite part was about that Double or Nothing gimmick? Or that Double or Nothing video? Did they reference Better Know Your Bro? No. 
But what if they did? They did. What if they did? It would be really good. But also, I really like that he, uh, that Dustin said the word Stardust a bunch of times. And every time he said it, they bleeped it out. Did they really? Yes. That's, that's, uh, that's special. <laughs> I was kind of into it. That's so it's like, dumb. damn, you really don't want to get sued, huh? I still think they should do the half Stardust face. But have the star have, like, an extra point or something. So it's not an actual star. It's a star of David. Oh, no. That might get them in more trouble, actually. Maybe they shouldn't do that. Cody's converting to Judaism. Uh, now, he's fight- now he's fighting the devil. <laughs> It makes sense. It's a real, you know, David versus Goliath story. They're the same size. Okay, but yeah, that's... I, I don't know why we didn't write that in the notes, but I just wanted to bring that up. Mostly because I forgot. It, it, it's gonna be a thing. I don't know, I don't think the show needed it, but sure. You okay. know what? Who else was Cody gonna fight? Flip Gordon. That's okay. You don't need to book flip. He's going to be in the Battle Royal. Come on. I know he's going to be in the Battle Royal. Uh, I know Flip Gordon's going to be there. He's Flip fucking Gordon. It's true. They love him for reasons I don't entirely understand. Hey, we saw Flip in in person. He's pretty cool. He's okay. I will say I do enjoy Channing Flip. Yeah. And then he does a flip and you go, yeah, he did the thing. Yep, and it's like, alright, I guess you can go now. Damn. That match wasn't great, let's be honest, don't I, I liked it, because I, because I, they put all the weapons next to us, and it was upsetting. That part was okay. But if that didn't happen, I would have been less enthused. Anyway, speaking of people being less enthused in things, uh, StarCast 2, more like, whoops, can't get any of those WWE guys anymore. I mean, they got one. Which one's that, Owen? Oh, well, they got The Undertaker. Not anymore! No, I mean, he's still doing part of it, he's just not doing the Q&A. Is he? I thought he pulled out entirely. No, he's still, I think, last time, last I heard, he's still in for the, uh, the meet and greet part, because the tickets were already sold. But he can't hmm. do the Q&A. It's strange that they would let him still do one of them, but not the other of them. Well, they don't... It's a Q&A, like, having him actually answer questions and stuff. So they don't want him to do that. Well, I mean, fucking Kurt Angle pulled out entirely, though. Yeah, because Kurt Angle. Damn. But Mick Foley's gonna do the Q&A now. Well, yeah, no shit, Mick Foley's not a WWE employee. I know, but he's gonna answer questions about The Undertaker. It's really fucking funny. <coughs> it's really wow, funny. Wow, okay. Well, yeah, he was in the Hell in a Cell with them, so he's going to answer questions about the Hell in a Cell. It's still, like, being in a, a match or so, it's not the same thing. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to answer all these questions about this person. That's cool. Yeah, it's real dumb. It's real dumb. Also, apparently they got fucking uh, Kobashi. Uh-huh. That's fucking cool. It is pretty cool. They had to do something after the WWE fucked them. That is the, true. The word is that WWE signed these 
these talents to new contracts just to prevent them from being a star cast. Yeah, that sounds exactly like something they would do. Like, no other reason. Not because they're going to be busy that weekend doing something else. It's just to fuck with StarCast. Yeah, of course it is. What a surprise that, like, the company run by the world's most petty man. Like, okay, second world's most petty man. I I am forgetting his best friend, our president. Um, Hard to believe that this company is going to just do something to fuck with... uh, something run essentially by their competitor. Oh, come on, it's not, it's not run by AEW. It's not, but like it's run by a person that is, you know, has associated. a significant position in AEW and True. it it is associated and builds around the AEW event, so True. I'm just saying technically it's not, but it it is. Yeah, technically it's not, but also doesn't matter to Vince. Did you hear the proposal they had to WWE? What was that? Uh, they proposed that uh, Steph and Triple H come to it for a uh, Q&A thing. And that all the proceeds from the, their tickets would go to Connor's Cure. And WWE <laughs> did zero replies. Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> uh, why did they think that would work? I'm sure they didn't. Why'd they even do it? To make a point of fuck these guys. See, we're trying to even like we're trying to be cool and give them like a good thing that would like give them good press, and they're just still like no. That's like Eric Bischoff inviting Vince McMahon to come to the WCW pay per view to fight him. Yeah, of course it is, and that was my immediate thought too. Is like, all right, that's some Bish- that's some big Bischoff energy. Yep. Uh, Sorry, let me try that again. That's some Bischoff dick energy. There you go, that's better. Episode title? I don't know if I want to put... You know what, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in, but I'll censor the word dick, because I don't, I don't want that popping up on iTunes. I'm going to write that down. Anyway. Yeah, StarCast is having a real good time. I mean, I'm sure that it will be enjoyable for all the people involved. Is is our terrible friend going to go to StarCast when he's in town for Double or Nothing? I'm sure he is. Why? Like, he's going to be out in Vegas anyway. Why not? Is our terrible friend going to be allowed back on the podcast to talk about said uh, show? Oh, he's going he's gonna to be on the podcast in pre-recorded form. I'd it's be a- okay with him getting an actual... an actual conversation with him. No, no, I... I I'm saying you can have a conversation with him. We're just not going to do it live. We'll play. We'll play the recording of it on the podcast because them's the rules. I'm saying rules are meant to be broken because he's going to to double or nothing. I, I'll come to a decision in May. How about that? I still like, don't trust him. He's going to start talking about redacted again. You know that, right? You know what? If he wants to talk about redacted, no. I'm okay with that. No, I'm not okay with it. You said some really vile things. What did he say, Owen? <laughs> he said, I actually don't know what this is about, so you're going to have to tell me what he said about he tried to the say B-word. Re- he tried to say uh, that redacted is good. He tried to defend him. I mean, he is good. It's just that... That other thing he did is real bad. 
Yeah. And kind of disqualifying. Yeah, he's trying to say, over- overlooking that, I'm like, no, you cannot say that. <laughs> I mean, you can say no. it. It's just... You no, can't. I think you can. I think you can say it. It just doesn't change the fact that, like, yeah, no, they shouldn't be acknowledging him. I'm sorry. Fuck Oscar. How about yeah, fuck that? Fuck Oscar. I'm fine with that. The, I'm never you- going to complain about that. I'm trying to get. You know, I'm trying to get him to say bad words that will get you to cancel the show. That's true. But also, I thank him for his patronage. <laughs> John, you want to get the next news story? I don't. Can, can we do it anyway? I don't thank him for his patronage. I, I do oh, okay. want to get to the next news okay. story. Okay, I was just checking. All right. Uh, next uh, is up that the Superstar Shake is still happening. Yeah, this is dumb. Uh, so you want? So you know who went to uh, Monday Night Raw? Oh, there's one on here that you list who I don't think really counts because he would have been on last week had he not, you know, been sick. Don't don't, don't matter. Still counts for this week because at before eight o'clock he was listed as a SmackDown superstar. Okay, all right. I mean, I guess if that because I, I texted you before Raw, I said at least he's still on SmackDown, and then he showed up and his profile on the dot com changed. All right, if if that's how they're they're officially doing it, then fine. I will count Samoan the our good friend Samoan Joseph. Yes, here to prove once again what a good husband he is to Wendy. He had to follow. He had to follow his wife, and to and to once again uh, prove to Rey Mysterio that he is a better father to Dominic than he ever was. I can't believe they didn't follow up with that story. I'm so sad. I'm so sad that didn't happen. I mean, they will, probably. Maybe. I hope. I bet they don't, because we haven't seen Dominic since. Because he's too busy hiding from... Samoa Joe. Or is he hanging out with Samoa Joe in private? Damn, you got me there. That is probably is what he's doing. What a good son. He comes out wearing Samoa Joe trunks. Puts his dad into Coquina Clutch. I'd be okay with that. Uh, and then he changed his name to Samoa Dominic. Samoa jo- Dominic Guerrero. Fuck. That's that's pretty good. He'll turn. He'll turn. Uh, so yes, uh, Samoa Joe's on Raw with the U.S. title. Also Cesaro. Hooray! Um, why, why hooray? Because I like Cesaro. Yeah, but they're not going to do anything with him. I mean, they probably weren't going to do anything with him on SmackDown either, so... Hey, the you know bar what? was cool. The bar was cool. The, bar's, the bar's not a thing anymore. Yeah, bar's dead, and so is uh, Sheamus. Yeah, is, have they said anything about that? Or is it really just, again, the speculation of... It's speculation. But I'm not going to be surprised if it's, you know, if yeah. it's that. Also, you know why he's not around right now? No. It's a concussion. Oh, shit, he got a concussion? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why he's not around currently. Do you want to hear on SmackDown? Sure. 
Uh, here comes newcomer to this brand, Andrade and Zelina Vega. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah, you want to know the story behind that? I mean, I can assume the story behind it. It's that's not the actual story. If if you think it's involving relationships, it's nothing to do with with the fact that Andrade is dating the you know no. the top woman in the company. Nope. The second top woman in the company, but the one that Vince wants to be the top woman in the company, let's be honest. It's not that. Really? That's, everyone keeps saying that, and that's not what I heard. I heard. I mean, it's it's an easy assumption to make that, like, yo, that would be pretty shitty to, like, have them not, have him not be with Charlotte when they are together. Yeah, they, but here's the thing, if it involved that, they wouldn't have moved them in the first place. True. I, I suppose not. But then, what is it? The The reason is, this was a call by Fox. Fox saw the the shift of Andrade over to Raw, and they said, um, you don't have a, any Latin top stars on the brand. And we have a big audience of them, and also we have Fox Sports Deportes, or Fox Deportes, which is their Spanish uh, language sports channel that they want to do WWE stuff for. So, yeah, you should move Andrade back and push him. That makes a lot of sense. So this this was a Fox call. Yep, that makes a lot of sense to me. And good. Andrade it was because it was pretty noticeable that they did move both Ray and Andrade over to Raw. And also kind of confusing. Yep. Other than, I guess, they wanted to continue that feud. But also, I wasn't really sure why they wanted to continue that feud. Instead, we're continuing the feud of Andrade and Finn Balor. Which they should. That's a cool feud. Exactly. So it was, I'm fine with it. It's a good change. No, it is a good change. Also, however, <laughs> there is one person that they do that they did intend on moving to preserve that relationship. Yep, uh, Alistair Black. So fuck this ricochet shit. I guess. That's that's fine. It's not fine for ricochet. I mean, it's not fine for ricochet because. They hate him, apparently. As as we'll talk about on Raw. But Alistair Black's gonna get a cool push on as a single star, as he deserves. Do you like the Alistair Black as a single star? I mean, I do. I'm just not convinced that they're actually going to give him the push he deserves. I mean, he had a cool promo this week. Well, I didn't see it, so I wouldn't know. He had a cool promo. In, okay. the, in the dark room, he kicked the uh, mojo out of his dark room, and now he lives there. Different night. They have different dark rooms. I'm pretty sure it's the same dark room. Also, who knows where some, where uh, mojo is now? For all He's we know, inside he, the mirror. For all we know, he could be on SmackDown. Nah, he was absorbed into the Oculus dog. He lives in the mirror now. He's in. He's on the Oculus brand. Oh, he's in Mix Match Challenge? Yep. I mean, he probably will be. They put no, people they they're never going to do that again. Yeah, they will. Why wouldn't they? Facebook really liked it. They love content. I got one Facebook more person. bad. Yes, but I got one more person that's really, that uh, our buddy Oscar's going to be super fucking excited about. Saving the best for last, I assume. Uh-huh. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> what? Yep. 
Uh, I mean, okay. I enjoy having him back, I guess. He's going to win the WWE Championship again. And then Oscar going to do another takes bakery on how great his second run was. Is that the one where I finally murder him? Yeah. That's the one we can say that word he shouldn't say. Oh, good. I mean, that's going to be easy, I'm sure. Especially with that topic, yeah. Yeah, because I'm assuming that Jinder's going to actually say it. Yeah, as soon as they get on Fox, they're going to make him say it. For the ratings. Interview him on Tucker Carlson about how he <laughs> how it was totally cool <laughs> that he said that word. <laughs> Listen to Oscar, watch that interview, be like, I'm just saying, you guys, it doesn't make any sense to me. That is not a thing that you can't say when he's making the point that the people are racist, like in Toronto. I thought, what did I say about Oscar being on the podcast? Sorry, I mean, look, it's real Toronto Oscar. He's the realest Oscar. I need to, I need to ban him, too, at some point. Shit. He's too real. The real Toronto Oscar is what happens when heel turn stops being polite and starts being real. And then the Miz shows up. Like he did on this week's Raw, which we're going to talk about now. Okay, that's a hell of a transition. I have nothing to talk about with Miz, though. I I don't want to fucking talk about Jinder Mahal anymore, so, you know, what the fuck else do you want me to do? Let's talk about the most important thing. Yeah, let's actually talk about, like, the most important thing that happened on Raw this week. Here's the best part. They also also showed it on SmackDown. They did? Yep. All right, well, I guess they they get it that actually people on the internet were, like, were mostly like, holy shit, this is so good, don't fuck this up. Well, yeah, because the gimmick is that Bray Wyatt now stars in Don't Hug Me, I'm Bray. Oh, and tell me about Mr. Rogers Braberhood. Both of these are really good names. John, he he hosts a, ch- a, ch- a children's show now. He hosts a fucking children's show, and he's dressed like Mr. Rogers, but still has his stupid dreadlocks but tied behind his head. And he's got uh, weird puppets they talk to, so it's kind of like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mercy the Buzzard and Abby the Witch. There's a bunny in that logo. We haven't met the bunny yet. I want to meet the bunny. I want to meet the bunny too. I want to meet the bunny. John. I want to. I I want to be his firefly. John. Bray Bray's firefly uh, funhouse is fucking amazing. This is so good, and I want to preface this by saying that you know what. I don't know how this actually translates into being a wrestling character and into being an in-ring thing. It's not going to. And I'm worried that, like, this isn't actually going to be very good when it finally, you know, comes to him being a wrestler and that kind of character. I'm really worried about how this is where this is going, and especially with the fact that WWE does not have a very good track record with weird out there fucking characters like this, and especially weird out there like segments like this. I can see them getting very involved and fucking it up entirely. All that said, this shit that Bray is doing is incredible, and I love it to death. Oh my god, like. There's just so many layers to this. That's so good. Well, you know, John, it's, it's going to result in him just being an evil cult leader again. 
I'm aware of exactly what it is. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, I fucking love this. And just like, I like the way that like, they're even doing like the weird callbacks. Weird start. Like, did you see any of his Twitter stuff that he's since deleted? Yeah. I was going to bring that up that it's been this weird story that he's been doing where he might be in a psychiatric ward. I mean, I assume it's more that, like, he was in a psychiatric ward, and, I mean, he does say that, like... He might still like, be there. I don't know that he actually is still there. I don't know. I think he might be on under the influence of something. I mean, to me, it seems more like... Uh, to me, it seems more like... So, for those that don't know, uh, he was basically tweeting and then deleted all, all this stuff. Like, he was kind of telling a story on Twitter about, like him being in a psychiatric ward, essentially, uh, you know, what he says when he was brutally punished for his, for what he did as if like, you know, he was in a mental institution for being fucking Bray Wyatt. Um, and all of these tweets, uh, were written as if they were from the logs of a Dr. Mercy. Interesting. What's the name of the buzzard, Owen? That's what I'm getting at. And of course, I mean, I don't have to, I don't think I need to explain this, but I mean, I guess I will, though. Abby the Witch, come on, think about it, y'all. Well, yeah, that was super obvious. I know, but, like, again, it's, it all, it all comes back to, like, look at all the weird shit that he's doing and just, like, the crazy way that it's all building around, like, this story that he's telling. Like, dude, fucking Bray Wyatt is actually fucking brilliant at this. Like, Mm -hmm. he is so good, and he is so smart. He knows how to just, like, incorporate all these little details and tell these stories so fantastically. He is a, you know, like, regardless of what you think of his in-ring ability, which I I know is controversial. Like, I think that he's very good at what he does. But, like, I I understand that there are some people that, like, don't, like him as a wrestler and honestly that's fine but like Fuck them. i think i think that from a storytelling perspective there's no argument that bray wyatt is one of the most creative and smartest people currently working in the business i i i just came up with something john what's you, that Owen? you know how we haven't seen the bunny yet yes what what if bo's the bunny i'd be okay with that Put Bo in this stable. I mean, I've heard the suggestion over and over again that they that they should put uh, one Eric Young and Nikki Cross in the stable. That's yeah. Mercy and Abby. Yeah, and then Bo's the bunny. And I'd be okay with that. Bo Bunny. The bony, please. No, then that's a skeleton bunny. That's scary. This whole thing is scary. That's the point. No, it's not. It's fun. It's family fun, John. That buzzer has teeth, Owen. Here, let me read a tweet that someone did at Bray Wyatt, and then his response. The person tweeted, My three-year-old was like, Daddy, he's funny. Now I've got to buy her a chainsaw. Thanks. His response, I had a chainsaw when I was a kid, and I turned out awesome. See, that's that's wholesome family content. I don't know what you could read into that fun for the whole family i love everything about this and yeah. i have absolutely no trust that wwe is going to do this right 
They they should bring the actual the Hug Me Up Scared people in to help with it. If they haven't already. Not like they're doing anything right now. Oh man, what if don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, I, I've seen the stuff from the pilot, it's very good. The song the, the song they did with the with the key is really fucking funny. It's still gonna come out, right? Have you seen they that? You have to do it, right? Have you seen the song with the key person? No, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, there's clips online and it's really good. <laughs> the whole plot of this of the uh the first episode is the mayor's missing. It's good. Time is important and I am a clock. Please don't make the noise. Can't stop me. I can by talking about the Viking Raiders. Oh, I'm definitely going to make the noise if you talk about the Viking Raiders. Well, I mean, it's not the Viking experience. It's the Viking Raiders. And that's worse! They're from Minnesota by way of Oakland. I'm going to throw this out there, y'all. The problem with the Viking experience was not the experience part, it's the Viking part. Come on, John, it was both parts. It was both parts, but you know what? Making it the Viking experience at least is fucking funny. Like, it's fucking hilarious and stupid. In a way that's like, it's memorable. It gave us all those goddamn jokes. The Viking Raiders? This is fucking boring. Like, okay, cool. You kept the Raiders part, and now you just have this extraneous Viking, and you gave them dumb Viking names because we're leaning into the fact that they're Vikings. Like, fuck off. Come on. It's so, it's so cool. They beat up the Lucha House Party. Because they're heels <laughs> now for some reason. This whole thing continues to baffle me. Like, mm-hmm. why did you even bother? And, like, why is this your solution to, oh, well, this is going to make it better. Like, just fucking call them the War Raiders, for fuck's sake. Oh, don't worry, they did on they did tonight on NXT. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll talk about them on there. It was, it was really fucking good. And there's just going to be sirs not appearing in this show. Oh, you mean AOP? I mean, at least that one has some explanation of Akam is hurt. Yeah, but also, they don't have any ideas for them. Look, Drake Maverick's busy, okay? I wouldn't know, I don't watch that show. I mean, he wasn't really on this week either. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was, it just didn't do much. That's... That's what you can say about most of 205 Life. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, but first we need to talk about the most important name change. Not the Viking Raiders. We need to talk about Robert Rude. Robert Rude. I saw, before Vault went on the air, I saw this on their Facebook. And, oh my god, it's amazing. I am way into this. He's got a Rick Rude mustache. I like it, but he's not actually doing Rick Rude things. Not yet. Give give it time. Not ever, hopefully. Why? So, I know that you are loath to hear me bring him up, but I think he did make a very good point in his column this week. Uh, Brandon Stroud with Spandex. No. That's the one. Fuck them. Get a proofreader, you assholes. 
agreed. It is. Look, man, it's up rocks. That's how they roll. But no, I think he made a really good point in his uh, column at his best or worst of Raw this week that like one thing that is sorely lacking currently in wrestling, one trope that really needs to come back because it is a wonderful and excellent trope. Is sexism? No, that's uh, in there in spades. Fair. We don't need more of it. I thought we were talking about Rick Rude, so sorry. Well, no. What we're talking about is the character of the angry dad that doesn't give a fuck and just wants to hurt you. Oh, Silas Young. Like the older, like the older wrestler that, like you know, is in his forties, is already established. He's not here for your fucking kid bullshit. He's just gonna. Beat the ever-loving dog piss out of you because he hates you and he wants to hurt you so he can go back to just, like, making his money and, like, doing whatever it is that he does. Say, for example, like, your Harley races. So Silas Young. Gotcha. Silas Young as well. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's also got the same mustache. Yeah, but it's different. It's not just the mustache. It's the attitude. I know, like, but I'm saying he also has that attitude, so. Or a, a Tully Blanchard, let's say. Yeah. Or the ultimate of angry dad that will fucking murder you. Hulk Hogan. You know who I mean. No, he's just racist dad that will be racist at no, you. No, he'll set up a special place in a bar just for him and his daughter. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> He will definitely do that. <laughs> That's an inside joke. I mean the enforcer. Oh, Arn. Okay. Arn yeah. motherfucker Anderson. Don't know him. He doesn't work for his company anymore. But he'll still beat the shit out of you. True. Can't do that spine buster, but he'll beat the shit out of you. Oh, man, I saw him do a spine buster once. I mean, I guess he can do the spine buster. He just can't do a back bump. Yeah. But I, I saw him do that at Survivor Series 06, and it fucking ruled. I'm aware. He's so good. But yeah, continue with your point. That's my point, is that, like, yeah, the the angry dad that will beat that isn't super flashy, isn't, like, super exciting, but will beat the shit out of you and doesn't care and it just hates you and is angry all the time. That's a fucking great character that there needs to be more of in wrestling, and there really isn't in just, like, any company, honestly. I, I keep saying Silas Young and keep ignoring it. I don't know Silas Young. He does his own thing. Okay. Tell me where Silas Young is, and I can watch that, but I, he doesn't seem to be on anything that I can watch. I, I, I checked. I think he's in Ring of Honor. I'm not sure. I'm not watching them. Did you see who they brought back? Yeah, fair. I don't care that they got, that they rightfully realized, oh, wow, this was dumb. We need to not do this. Like, damage is done, motherfuckers. Yeah. I hope it was worth it, because I'm never watching your show again. Yeah, he's, he's currently Ring of Honor. Fuck what you did to Dalton Castle also. Anyway. He, he got hurt. Come on. It's not the getting hurt part, it's the turning him against the boys. Yeah, it's fucked up. Don't make me boost Dalton. He's great, fuck you. Well, you know, this, without the boys, he can now he can go sign with WWE. No, because then... I, I, no! Dalton Castle versus Velveteen Dream. Let's go. I actually don't really want that. Wow. I don't think they'll do that right. They won't. 
Anyway, as you were saying before, and as you said in the notes, Hero, and fuck Ricochet. Yeah, he beat Ricochet clean. Whoops. Robert Roode did. They did some weird shit with, like, their big, like, high-flying people that they're trying to get people excited about. Like, they had Cedric Alexander make his, like, debut as a member of the Raw roster, and he loses to Cesaro in, like, six minutes. Like, I like Robert And granted, it's Cesaro, he's fucking awesome, and we love him, but it's also Cesaro. That's what I'm trying to say. I like Robert Roode, I like Cesaro. They're not going to be sustainably pushed, so why are we giving up these young, talented people for them. Yeah, like, Bobby Roode, he's great. Excuse me, I Robert love Roode. Him. I'm, I'm calling him by his original name for a point. No, there's only one Bobby now, it's, it's Lashley. But again, I'm making the point of, you did that damage already, so being like, no, he's Robert Roode now. He's got like, a mustache, it's different. It's not, but it's also not significantly different enough that, like... It's totally different. It's not significantly different enough that, like, it's gonna be super easy to get that stench off of him. Like, at least with Bray Wyatt, like, for as much as we, it feels like we're gonna, we could go back to Bray Wyatt Classic anytime soon here, uh, what they're doing with this Firefly Funhouse shit is so out there that it's like, I don't even care if this fails, I just wanna see where this goes because this is so cool and so weird. Like, Robert Root, he's, I, I think what he's doing is, is really interesting, and I, I really like that character that they're doing with him. Ditto, again, Cesaro getting to win anything, because Cesaro is one of the greatest wrestlers ever! That's bold. Name me someone that is actually more talented and more capable and more mobile for their weight class. Dana Bryan. Yeah, I would put Daniel Bryan in that class of one of the greatest wrestlers ever. Mm -hmm. Doesn't change my point that Cesaro is in that. I mean, I would also argue that Cena is in that class either, and again, doesn't change my point that... AJ Styles. Loath as I am to admit it because of his flat-earther status, I mean, yeah, I think you can make a good case for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Redacted. Nope. Don't know who that is. He's a big monster d- d- ferret gerbil guy. He uh, he does like how's, shallow how's dive kick- kicks. Yeah, I was gonna say how's his kicks? They're pretty shallow. Like you you get some good range, uh, good height on it, but he comes down like at a really like sharp angle you don't get some good movement on that like you're gonna have to like you gotta get in real close but if you hit someone they go like flying and like just go flying off the screen it's really funny yeah he's got good dive kicks but I don't know how he is as a wrestler I mean he's got those dive kicks what else do you need Uh, they do a million damage (laughs) okay you you only have a thousand health (laughs) you got a point this is a joke no one's going to get. I get it, though, and that's what matters. He'll turn. He'll turn. That's the Set it for show. Raw. Uh, no. Because while we're on the point about the Ricochet uh, match, um, can we? Can I say fuck this crowd? They're in Iowa. What do you expect? Like, holy shit. They reacted to nothing. Like... You know who else didn't react, Owen? What? 
people watching at home because this Raw had terrible ratings. Second lowest ratings, yes, I'm aware. SmackDown did real shit, too. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's Raw's fault. I blame Raw. I don't know about that, but, you I, know. I blame I, I blame Raw. But, yeah, but this crowd, like, Ricoch- this is Ricochet doing all his cool shit, and they could not care less. Like, this is how you bury talent, having crowd reactions like this, and it's really unfortunate. I mean, when do they ever get a good reaction of, out of Iowa crowds, though? Like, they should not be doing Raws there. They shouldn't be doing SmackDowns there, either. Like, they... You hear me out, they keep- should do Raw there, because... SmackDown's a good show. They should be in good crowds, which they were this week. What's what I'm... No, because, like, that's you're just making the point of, like, you do Raw in here, and I'll admit, like, there are elements of this Raw that were good. Like, I, I'm not going to say it was a good episode, because, no, I mean... No, it was fucking terrible. Because, I mean, let's be honest, like, even if it wasn't, like completely uneven you just can't fucking stop doing a three-hour show stop doing it just stop doing it i've got bad news for you the other one's gonna be three hours Uh, well don't expect me to watch that so that's cool uh but the point is like you could you can make this show how much of this show was poor because they were in front of a crowd that didn't give them anything i think it was a bit of both both and the crowd I'm not, and again, I'm not trying to say that the writing wasn't bad or that, like, there weren't, like, poor, th- definitely poor elements of this Raw. I mean, for fuck's sake, you didn't write it here, but, like, again, we build, we begin an episode with, like, fucking eight people coming out to say, I want to fight the Seth Rollins! Yeah, lean up to a match in the main event featuring Baron Corbin. Yeah, and also, all in building to two matches that were already announced. So we don't need to do this. And yet, we did. Yeah, and because we need to kill 20 minutes because Vince is a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Speaking of fucking idiots... Don't you dare. I'm going to. You leave the Iconics alone. They're a joke. And yes. they always been a joke. No. But Yes. They were a funny joke, and now they're not. Now they're not making them funny anymore because they keep losing. Why can't you just let them cheat the win? Why can't man you these wi- these women tag team titles sure are looking great, Owen? They're zero for four since winning the belts. They're doing a real good job building up this, you know, division. <sighs> are you excited to see them go down and defend the titles in NXT? No, because they're not going to. This sucks, John. I like the Iconics. They're really funny. But they don't let them do things in the ring. Nope. I really enjoyed them on SmackDown when uh, Peyton Royce said that to prepare for the match, he drank a gallon of water. And Peyton was... Or, and uh, Billy Kay was completely caught off by that and went, Wait, shit, really? That's It's kind of crazy. They're fun. I love them. Let them actually look like they're competent wrestlers, because they are. So it's just, it sucks. I don't even know. It who almost they're... makes you wonder why Sasha Banks was like, fuck this company. Yeah, she'll be back. She's going to be in the, the ladder match. I don't know about that. 
At what last I've heard is that if she's coming back, it's probably gonna be in the ladder match. And if she doesn't come back for that, start worrying. I'm already worried, and I'm already on her side, so, you I'm know. Saying you shouldn't worry, then. You should be like, yeah, fuck this. Yeah, but I also want to see her wrestle and do things, and you know that this company, especially with what's going on right now, and especially with the fact that Sasha's one of the top merch sellers in the company, is gonna go, like, full-on hyper-neville on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to make what they did to Neville seem like a present. I heard someone, like a reward. I heard someone pitch a good idea for what they should have done with the the Boston Hug connection. Did What's hear? that, Owen? It, their idea was that they retained the belts at Mania, but the draft thing still happens with Bailey being drafted to SmackDown. And then it becomes, the story becomes... Because they're the champions, they can continue to be on both shows, but as soon as they lose the belts, the team is broken up. It would add drama to all their matches, but they didn't do that. That could have been interesting. Yeah, I know. I like that idea. I don't know why they... I love the Iconics, but I would have given up their title win for this. <sighs> I mean, I would have given up their title win for anything, considering that they've done absolutely nothing with that title win. I wish... To- I wish they did do things. I mean, it's hard to fault fucking Sasha and Bailey for being pissed about the fact that they're clearly making these, you know, women tag team championships that they fought so hard for make like look like absolute fucking jokes that no one should care about. Yeah, I know. I wish they would make let the iconics be good. Hey, how were uh since now it's time to talk about SmackDown, how were the cool new team of Asuka and Kairi Sane team, we're just going to pair two Japanese ladies together. It's cool, I swear. Oh, excuse me. It's it's Team Page here. Team Page here. That's true. Yeah, they had uh, Kairi Sane fight Peyton Royce and Kairi won. Oh. I was being pithy because I just expected them to not be on this episode, but that's cool. No, that was the... Uh... The, the second loss this week for the Iconics. But also, fuck the Iconics, huh? No, but see, here's the thing. The Raw loss made no sense, because it's like, what are they building up to there? Where Because, you know, Naomi doesn't actually have a tag team partner. Whereas, when you have Kyrie win, one, she's a newcomer, so that's a good, you know, rub for her. And also, it sets up a tag title match, possibly. So I was okay with this loss. I was not okay with the raw loss. Yeah. Like what if see... they both suck? Yeah, but also Kyrie Sane's cool. She got that elbow. I like Kyrie. It's true. Yeah. Uh, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, hey, do you like opening segments involving Roman Reigns? No, but I like this one. With uh, Shane McMahon being all pissed off at Roman Reigns, and now it's setting up an Elias feud. <laughs> it's pretty good. What the fuck? Why? Hear me out here. Because hear me out here, man. What was one of Elias's first feuds after WrestleMania's last year? I don't know. Was it Dean Ambrose? No, it was, was Seth Rollins. Oh. 
So now he's what's the first thing he does when he goes to SmackDown? He feuds with the other shield guy. Yes, the only other shield guy. It's symmetry. I mean, he killed the third one. Yeah, third one's dead. They told yeah, he lo- didn't do a bullshit house show thing on Sunday that we're not going to yeah, talk didn't, about. I didn't watch it. It wasn't good. Oh, man. It I was- mean, I'm not surprised considering that he fought fucking Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin and Drew again. Also, there but- are other matches because it was a house show. Were they any good? No. Oh, man. The, the other matches were um, Elias versus Finn Balor. That could be good. It wasn't. It was a oh, house man. show match. And Bailey and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad. Wait, and, what? Yeah. Bailey and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad and the Riot Squad's <laughs> farewell. Oh, it was it was their farewell too. Yeah. Even though Liv Morgan was on the outside not participating in the match. It's fucked up. I know. So yeah, it's all, real mean. All the trios are dead now. Except for Bobby Lashley, Baron uh, Baron Corbin and uh Bobby La- uh, Bobby Lashley uh, Yeah, Drew just McIntyre. say Bobby Lashley over and over again. It's fine. It's it's three Bobby Lashleys pretty much. Which is weird because Bobby Lashley is two Leah Rushes in a trench coat. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that, it was it was not a good show. I did like that the announce table was just a normal folding table pressed up right next to the ring. It's pretty good. That was, I like that. that. that going going classic classic nitro style. Yep, that was the only thing that was cool about the show. Speaking of bad shows. Gender? Yes. Gender here. Why is Ginger here? Because he's on SmackDown for God knows why. And he's going to have a match with Chad Gable. We're just continuing this feud, huh? I didn't even know it was a feud. They've fought a bunch of matches on Raw. I wouldn't know. When Ginger's on, I don't pay attention. Somewhere what? Oscar is crying. Good. Probably in the chat at twitch.tv slash online. Probably. But, uh... Yeah, this match didn't happen because Lars Sullivan showed up. Oh, right. I forgot about him. Yeah, Lars is on SmackDown. Because cool. He, because he looks like a tiny person next to Braun Strowman, so they need to keep them away from each other. I mean, it makes sense. But how about this? How about R-Truth coming out to try to save him, and then also he dies? That's weird, but okay. That's because R-Truth got attacked last week. So he's like, fuck this. Oh, right. I completely forgot that happened. Yep. So our truth came out and said, I'm going to get you this time. And no, you're still our truth. R.I.P. Yeah, you're our truth, dog. So yeah, that was the thing that happened. But then we got a cool promo between uh, Charlotte and Becky. Okay. Because Becky had some bullshit with Lacey Evans on Raw that no one cares about. And it was terrible. Yeah, because it's Lacey Evans. But then she gets to cut a promo with Charlotte, and it's good because she actually hates Charlotte, and she deserves to die. And she keeps pointing out, how many times do I need to fucking beat you? Why do they keep making me have to fight you? This is bullshit. 
It's a good question. I'm already dealing with a, a, a blonde idiot on Raw. Why do I need to deal with a blonde idiot on SmackDown? It's a good question, again. And Charlie says, hey, fuck you. You're fighting Lacey Evans for the title at the Money in the Bank. Then you're going to fight me for the title afterward at Money in the Bank. At least say it right, Owen. You got to do it Dave Caruso style. You do it. Hey, fuck you. There it is. And Becky's like, why the fuck should I fight you again? We just got a bunch of new people on the show. Why don't they get title shots? And that cues Bailey to show up. It's like, hey, remember when I was in the Four Horsewomen and then you left me? It's still in NXT? And I was sad? Yeah, and she's like, also, Becky, you've never beaten me. Is that true? I think so. Outside of, like, in a singles match, I don't think Becky's ever beaten Bailey. Huh. And then Charlie's like, well, fuck you. We're gonna have a no more contenders match. And then, and then Bailey got her ass kicked. Dag. So, yeah, Charlotte's gonna fight Becky for the SmackDown title. Well, after, isn't that great? After Becky fights Lacey Evans for the Raw title. Aren't you all excited for this, children? Hey, Becky gets to have two matches. That's cool. You know what the fucked up thing, though, is? What's that, Owen? Becky has two matches. Back to back. Becky two match. On a show where someone wins a, wins a briefcase where they can cash in on someone. Would it, wouldn't yeah. someone going through two matches be a really good time to cash in the thing? God damn it. Uh-huh. So she's going to be Becky no belts. All right, great. No, she's going to be Becky one belt. She's going to keep one of them. Come on. Unless she gets that one cashed in on her. She's going to get the smack that one cashed in on her. Nah, because Charlotte's going to beat her. No, she's not. Whoever wins the money in the bank is going to have it. Because we really don't need Charlotte to have the belt again. They'll do it, though. Yeah, but what if Alexa Bliss gets it? No, because they did that one already. Yeah, do it again. They're not going to do it again. Do it again. And also, Alexa Bliss is not going to SmackDown. But what if she did? She's not going to. Oh, why, why are you ruining this for me? Because someone has to. What if Sasha cashes in? That's also not happening either, because Sasha's never coming back. <laughs> That's also true. Why are you ruining this for me? I'm trying to fix this, because I don't want Becky to lose her belts. Because, Owen, there is no fixing it. Oh. Okay. Nothing is true, everything is permitted, and the everything that is permitted is Vince is a bad person who makes a bad show. Speaking of bad persons with bad shows making bad decisions, um, how about the new New Day? I'm... I'm bummed by this. I, I like the results, I don't like the execution. I agree. Like, I, look... We all knew that Kevin Owens was going to turn heel and, and fuck these guys up and get, like, his... And go back to being heel Owens. Like, that was never a secret. That was never in contention. It's just... 
could you not have teased it out a little longer? Yeah, at least give us a couple weeks, like maybe three weeks of this. That would have been cool. Like, did we really have to rush into it? Like, I feel like you either have to do it one of two ways. You either have to give it some time to build so it actually has, like, some real effect when he turns on them and, and does this shit. Or you need to do, again, Y2AJ, where Chris Jericho and AJ Styles become a tag team the same one night and, like, debuted, like, brand new shirts. And then on the exact same night, Chris Jericho turns on him and beats the fucking dog shit out of him and, like, shuffs the t-shirt in his mouth. Yeah. Like, you need to have either one of those two, like... The either the long con or the very quick surprise. When you do something like short like this, it just feels truncated and doesn't work. Agreed. Like, and again, that's not to say that like everything they did here wasn't really cool. Like again, it's Kevin Owens being fucking Kevin Owens and doing it that shit to Kofi and pop up power bombing Xavier mm-hmm. on the goddamn ring apron. That fucking horrifying spot. Well, you know what? That part is really good. You know why? Why is that, Owen? Because it sets up a really great dynamic for the match. Because, remember, Kofi won while he had his brothers on his side to help him, like, get this push, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now both his brothers are dead. Yep. So now he's got to fight Kevin Owens by himself and can... Can Kofi Kingston by himself still capture that magic? Dead friend one and dead friend two. So I like that. I just wish it would have at least been another week or two. Yeah, it's too it's too early. Like they're just they're rushing the story for absolutely no reason. Yeah, money in the bank's in a month. We got time. We got time. Exactly. But uh, there's no reason to jump into this so quick. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I got for the main roster stuff, unless you got anything. Nope. Then why don't you tell me about 205 Live? Owen. What's up? I have some breaking news. Is it actually breaking news? I have some. I'm reading more about this news, and it might not be, uh, it might not be true. Oh, so it's actual dirt sheet bullshit that is happening while we're recording. It is. What is it? There appears to be some kind of, uh, some kind of survey out there. Oh boy, I Um, love surveys. And there seems to be a suggestion that, like, again, this could just be someone is an idiot and miswrote things. Again, you didn't give me any time to verify this, so I cannot confirm or deny what you're about to say. Oh, yeah, no, again, like, I will give this the tag, the dirt sheets tag, because, yeah, no, there is no, potentially nothing to this, mm-hmm. but I want to bring it up anyway, because, boy, would it be funny if it's true. Owen? What's up? They might have changed the Viking Raiders name again. Is it the war experience? No. Is it... Wait, is it the team name or their individual names? The team name. Are they the Nordic Raiders? The Cats and Heat are very hyped about this news. What is it? Owen, 
They may now be called, and again, completely unconfirmed, this is some dirt sheet shit here, and they're still listed as the Viking Raiders on WWE.com, but they may be changing their name to the Viking Warriors. What? I don't know what they're doing! So hold hold on a second, you're telling me that they took a team... A tag team named after two sports clubs, one from Minnesota and one from California. And they changed the one from California to another team of California. Damn, I didn't think about that one. Yeah, they're the Golden State Warriors. God damn it. (laughs) What are they doing? Well, at least it's two different sports this time. Now it's football and basketball. I guess, but fuck, man. Just decide on something. Or just go back to the fucking War Raiders. They won't. That already wasn't a great name, but fuck. Oh, don't, wait, hold on a second. Today, problem with the word war, but Warrior has the word war in it. I mean, I don't think that they really have a problem with the word war, other than Vince is just a fucking weirdo. Man, I can't believe they changed it to another sports team. That's Again, completely great. unconfirmed may not actually be true. Oh, uh, hear me out, John. They should just change them to a different sports team every time. Oh, so they're gonna basically be Damian Sandow now? They're they're gonna be the Viking Packers soon. And that's gonna piss everyone off. Because the Vikings and the Packers hate each other. Oh, and just... just, uh, The Viking Giants! Just talk about... The Viking Pacers! I don't... No, I don't want... The Viking Devils! Just talk about... (laughs) The Viking Nets, come on! We're talking about the other show now. Viking Nets! We're talking about the other show now. Hold on. We're talking about 205 Live. It wasn't great, the end. The Viking Seahawks. 205 Live is a television show that was not <laughs> Are you great, reading a book but report? I watched it anyway. Webster's Dictionary defines 205 as a number containing 205 of a thing, and Live as being... The The appearance of of being alive and happening in front of you as you speak. I don't think that's the definition of Webster's Dictionary, by the way, but please continue. Citation needed. Prove it, cop. I'm not a cop, so I can't. 205 Live had two matches this week and also began with Drew Gulak speaking at a podium. Fuck yeah! Did he have a PowerPoint? He did not have a PowerPoint. Oh. And also, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think it was great. Oh. It it got good at the end when he started talking about his own match that he was having. Uh-huh. But I will say for the first part where he was talking about, you know, hey, the state of 205 Live and Tony Nese being champion and, and Oni Lorcan and Davari having a number one contenders match in the main event for some reason, um, you know... He kind of sounded like he was reading off a teleprompter, let's say. I mean, he wasn't because they don't have teleprompters. Well, you know what I mean. Like He's he reading was off a basic... piece of paper on the, at the podium? Yeah. I, I would say it would look more like he was reading off cue cards. 
I... Oh my god. It just, it had a very stilted, unenthused delivery to was it, it that it made me go, like... What, do you think it was on, intentional just to fuck with us? I don't. I, oh. I think it was more just, like... I think he was trying to go for, like, a kind of politician speak. I think he was trying to go for that, like, delivery. But I think that the delivery didn't work. Oh... He should be go like because his character, the way that he plays it, like and having that his fucking dumbass like Fox News style theme song playing in the background, like he should be giving like a fucking fiery delivery. He should be giving like a kind of like fucking a Glenn Beck, a Tucker Carlson kind of fucking don't. thing. Like you know, not saying that like kind Alex of content Jones. clearly. Like, but exactly like that. He needs to be going for like that kind of like extreme gravitas, that over the topness. Yeah, about the chemtrails. He's not bad luck, Fale. Please. But what if he did it just to mock Fale? That's okay. That's fine. You did that already. It, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't have that quality. It should have been better. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that should have been better, Drew Gulak versus. Uh, Humberto Carrillo. Good. I'm glad he didn't say the thing you wrote in the notes because that was real bad. It's pretty funny. I thought uh, people can read can uh, pay our Patreon to read what you wrote. I thought it was funny. All right. I'm just saying, people. If, if you get our show notes by subscribing to by by a dollar a month, you can let John know what you think of it. I took two different wrestlers and I combined John, the don't, names don't give, into one don't, name. Don't give it away. I'm not giving it away. And I'm just saying, let give him a tease. You're the one saying that I'm a fucking racist, so fuck you. I'm defending myself. <laughs> I didn't say it on the air, you, but now you did. You literally were saying it. <laughs> Patreon.cool. Fuck you. No, I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm quitting. <laughs> there's two. You said there's two matches. I don't care. John, you're not racist. You just sometimes say questionable things. This isn't questionable. It's funny. <laughs> okay. Patreon this match was whatever. Okay. Stop me if you've heard this one before, Owen. Drew Gulak has a match against a person that is a high flyer and does a bunch of moves like that. And he's like, don't do that. That's a bad thing. You're the bad for doing that. And they have thing. a match... Where the man does the high flying and he does real well, and then Drew Glack like is grounded and pounded and all that stuff, and then they yeah. fight a whole bunch, and then Drew Glack's like, "No, the only way I'm gonna beat you is I gonna have to do a high flying move. I'm gonna have to That's go a to bad the top idea. rope. Don't do that." And then whoops, Drew Glack is hoisted by his own batard, and he loses. Oh, he needs to not jump off the top rope. It never goes well. Drew Gulak tried to, this time he didn't jump off the top rope, he tried to do a superplex, and it ended poorly for him. Well, I mean, that's kind of ground-based, it's not that bad. He was uh, still standing on the second rope, or the top rope, trying to... Oh, the top rope, oh no, it's he can't. Second rope, closer to the ground, that's okay. Top rope... It was. They were no. still yelling about how he was not close, to, he was off the ground. Yeah, top rope, I can't justify By that. the way, the commentary team was absolutely god-awful this week. Was there something different? Yeah, there's no Nigel. Well, and I will say, like, you know, Nigel. I don't think that, uh, I'm going to say it, I don't think that Aiden English is very good. Yeah, well, he's still kind of new at this. 
he's fine, I guess, but like he's not great. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And instead of having Nigel, we have fucking David Otunga. No, and he's worthless. Yeah, he's not good. What the hell? Why? Why is why is he even around anymore? I don't know. He needs to go away. This was unfortunate. All of this was unfortunate. Yeah, I could tell. The match itself was fine. Humberto won. It's just like, fucking Drew Gulak, you know, I brought it up earlier, but I'm gonna say it again. Drew Gulak, he's Bray Wyatt classic. It's the exact same story every single fucking time where he comes out and he's like, I'm the best. I do this stuff. I'm real cool. And then he always loses. And then he goes and moves on to the next person, does the exact same story in the exact same way that Bray Wyatt would come and be like, I'm spooky. I'm scary. I'm going to get you. And then he gets got and then he moves on to the next person. He's like, I'm spooky. I'm scary. I'm going to get you. And he gets got over and over again. Drew Gulak just gets got by everyone. And I don't care anymore. He should they, get off that They brand. made it sound like he's going to fight Jack Gower next, and I don't care, because he's going to get caught. Can he, can he go to NXT? Where they'll actually like, write him like good stories, and not the same He'll one He'll probably get caught there, too. I don't know. He had that match on NXT, and then he fought uh, the bro man. Yeah, and he got caught. Yeah, but he won the first match, and then also the match with the bro man was fucking awesome. Yeah, but I mean, come on, it was Eric. And then they shook hands. What? I'm saying, yeah, but I mean, it was Eric Bugenhagen. Of course he won that first match. Eric Bugenhagen fucking rules. And we've never seen him again. Oh, I like him. I like him too. Did Did you see that video of him backstage at a house show? No. No, he came in and yelled at this guy, and then this he was very the other guy was very taken back by. Bugenhagen's yelling. Okay, then. I'll have to find that video. I'll send it to you. It's really, it's really good. Keep, keep talking. Only Lorcan and Davari did promos. Why? Are they going to have a match? Yeah, it's the main event. I said that before. Why is that the main event? Because it's the number one contenders match. Why are they the number one contenders? That's a good question. What? 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 decided this why uh, w- well Davari won that fatal four-way last week which was for unclear like hey maybe you'll be in a title contention i don't know wait so he won a match to get into a number of contenders match with someone who did nothing to earn the other s- spot oni lurkin beat cedric alexander so hard he had to leave 205 live oh that is true he did do that i guess that justifies it a little bit I guess, but also it was felt kind of arbitrary. Let's say, yeah. But anyway, they cut they cut promos backstage, and and Oni was like, you know, Davari's like nobody else. He hits you real hard, but I like that because I'm Oni Lorkin. He's Oni Lorkin. He's pretty cool. And Davari was like, I like money. Oh wait, Ar- wait, yeah, Oni Lorkin's not cool anymore. He shaved. He looks better. Wait, is he grow his beard back out? His beard is his beard and and his mustache are more uh, stubbly this time. Okay, it's not he, he's not full on, but he looks better. He definitely looks better. Good. He clearly realized that was a mistake and he's fixing it. More like Robert Roode literally threatened to murder him. 
Okay. This is my thing now. Speaking of other people, uh, and things that we're destined to do forever, backstage, we have fucking our first sighting of Drake Maverick this episode. Oh, great. And guess what he's doing? Guess who he's talking to? Oh. Our best friends, Maria and Mike Kanellis. Oh, yeah, they're still a thing, aren't they? Once again, yelling about, oh, I can't believe that Maria got involved in the Fatal 4-Way last week. How could you, Maria? You're such a jerk. She always does that, though. And then, who should show up but the Brian Kendrick? Why? Because he's all... He's a mad about what happened to Dezawa during the 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 match last week. What's the status of his facial hair? His facial hair is he's gro- he's still growing that beard back. It's not it's it's still barely a beard. Okay, at least it's, but it's, it's working on it. He's got let's say like Oni Lorcan style stubble. Uh, it's not great, but it's, it's coming back. Okay, okay. Hair takes time to grow back. I get it. It's true. He doesn't look like a hobo, unfortunately, but we'll get there. We'll get there. I hope so. We'll get there together, kids. It's fine. Anyway, he he says a bunch of words at Maria and Mike and is like, why is this happening? What are they doing here? Only for it to turn out for him to drop the the line at the end. And, oh, yeah, I'm just causing a distraction. And then Tizawa just appears out of nowhere and starts beating the shit out of Mike. It's great. That's That's pretty good. And they pull him apart. And then Mike just like literally the they have like two refs holding Tazawa back, and Mike just runs up and punches him in the fucking face. Yeah, all right. While while <laughs> Drew while Drake Maverick just screaming completely unprofessional, completely unprofessional at both of them. This seems okay. Yeah, it was actually pretty okay. It means we're gonna have another one of these fucking matches, which I'm less okay with. Tazawa's eh, cool. That was. Yeah, but how many times do I need to see him fight Mike Kanellis? How many times do you need to see Drew Gulak lose? Endless cycle. Uh, I agree. Endless And how many cycle. times do I need to see Davari? N- uh, zero times, in fact. Well, too bad, because Fuck. let's talk about the main event. Alright. Owen. What? Here's my first observation about the main event. What? I don't fucking understand Tony Nese. You've never understood Tony Nese. Yeah, but I continue not to. So Davari gets his entrance, he comes out. And then Oni Lorcan gets his entrance, he comes out and everything. You know, they're getting ready to start the match. And Tony Nese comes out. Why? And he's like, hey, look at me, I got this belt. I'm wearing street clothes. And he just goes up to commentary and like... He's like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this match. I just want to scout out my, you know, the next people in line. Was he on commentary or? No, he just pulled up a rolly chair and sat next to Aiden and watched the match. Maybe that's for the best because he doesn't know how to talk good. I don't. And it's but the thing is, it's like. That's kind of a heel move, though. Like, coming out before, you know, when the match is about to start, doing your whole entrance, and just, like, making every, like, 
bringing all attention to yourself for someone else's match while you come and just like sit down and like scout out your opponents. Like it's, and he doesn't actually do anything. Like the most he gets involved in the match is like, there's a part on the, where they start fighting on the outside. Like Tony literally rolls his chair back. So he doesn't get involved in the match. And like, there's basically a part where like Davari just like is giving him a mean, some mean mugging. And like Tony Nice is just like yelling at him and like pointing at the ring. You can't really understand what he's saying, but you get the gist of it. He's basically like, don't, don't look at me. Get, get back in the ring. Focus on your opponent, dumbass. And he's a face. Yeah, like, it's, I don't understand, he doesn't really, exactly, it's like, he's not really doing anything, like, overtly heelish, he's not doing anything, like, evil, in fact, like, yeah, he doesn't get involved in the match, and he, like, basically, he doesn't really do anything much until the end of the match, when the person wins, and, I mean, well, I'll just say it, spoilers, Davari wins. That's all we need to know about the match, we don't need to know anything else. Uh, you'll know more, but I'll get to it. Um, yeah, Davari wins, and, like, Tony Nisa just, like, clapping at him, and he's like, oh, congratulations, and he's like, you know, and, like, Davari goes up, and Tony Nisa's like, yeah, hey, uh, you know, he offers his hand in a handshake, he's like, yeah, that was a really, that was a good match, you did really well. Mm-hmm. And, like, Davari's like, I don't want that, I want that, you know, pointing at the Cruiserweight Championship, to which, you know, Tony Nisa's just looking, he's like, you want it, come and get it. Like, again, not nothing that's overtly heelish, but, like, doesn't really come off as, like, a real likable baby face, you know? Mm-hmm. But doesn't really feel like he's doing a tweener thing, either. It just feels like he has no real distinct personality. Like, again, he feels like, it feels like pre-Undisputed Era Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong? It feels like Rod Strunk and that, like, he's just bland and doesn't really have much of a personality. And just, like, he seems like a kind of guy that's just, like, a dumbass lackey who works really well as someone else's stooge that they play off of. Like, that kind of weird, unearned arrogance that, like, you kind of get, but it's also like, dude, you're such a fucking chucklehead. Get out of here. Which, again, is what I think that Rod Strong is doing currently with his Undisputed Era stuff, as I'm sure you'll talk about in the segment that I'm leaving for. What? It's in the notes, man. You know I'm doing this. What? The point being of all this, this match wasn't great. I'm surprised to hear this. Are you really? No. Look who's in the fucking match. Come on. I mean... Let me let me explain some things here. Right. I, I think the thing that doesn't really work about it is, yeah, clearly Davari is not great. No, he's very limited in what he can do. Yes, like you know, he did he did a frog splash. So what? I could do a frog splash. He did a suplex. I I don't know if I can do a suplex. Those were his two really big moves in the match. That's and it wasn't sad. even him doing a suplex, it was him taking a suplex. He was going to give a suplex, but then, oh no, he got suplexed himself! Oh no. Yeah, like, Davari is simple and doesn't have a lot going on, but again, I think that can work against someone that is, like, very different and has, like, a different style than Davari. Mm-hmm. But that's not... Oni Lorkin. No. 
He just does strong Oni- moves. Exactly. Like, Oni Orchid, you know, he does a couple cool things. You know, he'll do some a couple high-flying things. Like, he did, you know, he has his cool-ass blockbuster that he does. And he did it here, and it looked fucking awesome. Like, he did a pretty nice-looking plancha to the outside on, on Tony, on, not Tony, uh, Davari. And that was kind of neat. But he's still, he's, his primary offense is still, I'm going to run at you and uppercut you. I'm going to hit you with, like, I'm a striker. Like, this is the match that's two strikers on the cruiserweight show where people are, like, light and agile. And just, like, this is the kind of thing that should be, like, a Haas fight. This should be, like, you know, one of those good, like, one of the good Sheamus matches. Like, Sheamus and Cesaro's matches, where they were just beating the ever-loving dog shit out of each other so much that they were literally, like, Sheamus would come out of the match looking just, like, completely bruised and, like, basically his white skin was just turned into one giant bruise. John, why are you expecting this from Davari? What are you doing? I'm not expecting it from Davari. What I'm saying is, this is what this match needed to be in order to work, and I don't think that's something that you could ever get out of 205 lot, if no. let alone Davari. No, of course not. Also, I'm a, I'm a say it. The Davari, one of his big moves that he does is the Million Dollar Dream. Why? And it made me realize, man, the Million Dollar Dream is a pretty stupid move. Yeah. Like. It's not a great submission. And, like, it was kind of fun to see him, you know, do it the first time. And, like, yeah, you know, he did it. And Wait, it was did like, he say great. the first time? Yeah, because he did it again during the match. Why? So so they could do the, oh, no, he's choking out Oni, and they pick up the arm, and the arm drops. But wait, it doesn't drop, and he's going to power out of it! They still do that? They still do that. They did it with the million dollar dream. Wow, that's uh wow. Yeah. Are, are we- Davari won with Davari won with his hammerlock lariat. And I I'll give Oni credit. He he sold that like a champ. He took the he took the flint bump on it. Mm-hmm. But still Davari, you ain't I, you know, it's like sure I guess, but like I don't really that you got this like super strong lariat dog you you ain't you ain't no you ain't no rainmaker yep but is that it is this show over i mean since i already told you about the the ending part after davari won like yeah that's that's what happened on the 205 live how exciting not really no it's guys main events ari davari winning no God. Are you excited for that title fight no! on the kickoff show for Money in the Bank, Owen? I, are they really going to save it for that? They should just have it on an episode of 205 Live. They shouldn't even. I bet they it. won't, though. Oh, boy, a month of setting that up. I can't wait. Get hyped. No, I'm not. No. Can't make me. Okay. You want to hear about a good wrestle show then? No, I'm going to leave. Wait, what? Why? I thought this is the part I, where you talk about NXT. Yeah, I didn't watch it though because, whoops, I forgot uh, that my network subscription uh, died in the middle of watching NXT last week and I never renewed it. Um. That's, uh. But you're, you're supposed to talk about NXT. That's your thing. 
Yeah, and then I had to make the snap decision right when, like, a few minutes after NXT started airing tonight of, shit, do I figure out my WWE Network login information and fucking go through putting my old, my new credit card in and all this stuff, or do I just go on Hulu and watch 205 Live, and that's what I chose. Credit card, that should be easy, right? That should be easy to do. Yeah, but you can't do it directly in the app, and I'm lazy. Oh no. So, what? You're not going to talk about NXT? No, I'm not. Oh, you know what, John? I, I watched NXT. That's nice, I'm leaving. Oh, alright, bye, John. Twitter and Instagram, and I am John GM. You don't get to plug stuff. It's not that part of the show. And on Venmo, y'all come back now, you hear? What? John just left. Alright, I guess I'm by myself covering the last part of the show. Let's talk about NXT. So, uh, the first match as we start NXT is, uh, Jackson Riker of the Forgotten Sons. Yay. But, uh, he fought Roberto Carrillo, the guy that John was talking about. He fought Drew Gulak on 205 Live, but now he's on this show. And, uh, how it went is that Carrillo tried to use his speed to fight the Riker's, like, bigger size and strength, since he's a cruiserweight. And that didn't work out so well. Because every time he went for a pin, only got a one count. Uh, so after getting all those one counts, Riker got real pissed off and just started beating the shit out of him. Like, wow. I, I did appreciate the commentary. He did bring up Drew, Drew Gulak and his uh, training for Carrillo and how uh, it didn't quite work out for him. And uh, how the match ended was that Riker uh, continued to get real mad and while on the outside by the uh, the guardrails, just started kneeing Carrillo in the head over and over again, ignoring the referee's count, so he got disqualified. And that's when the rest of the Forgotten Sons got involved. Except that Oni Lurkin and Danny Birch got involved and stopped them and saved Carrillo. So we're getting everyone involved on 205 Live for this week. Now on NXT doing things that are actually good. How about that? So that's setting up the feud for the uh, the Forgotten Sons against uh, Birch and Lurkin, and yeah, okay. I don't like the Forgotten Sons, but if it gets more Birch and Lurkin on the show to do their cool tag team stuff, I'm for it. Why not? So after that, we get to uh, Adam Cole having a photo shoot. And uh, the cameraman starts asking him questions for some reason, and I don't know why. Like, he's asking about uh, Roderick Strong having a title, uh, not having a non-title match with Gargano instead of him. And uh, Cole's man, he's like, oh yeah, Gargano's just scared of me. He's, you know, I take him. I had him beat at New York. But instead he's going to fight Strong, and that's fine, I guess. And then, uh, camera pans over, and, uh, 
laughing off camera is uh, the bro, Matt Riddle. And uh, Cole's very confused by this, and uh, Riddle explains that his photo shoots after him, and stop talking, G go away, I want to do my photos. And uh, it looks like they're setting up a match between those two uh, coming up in the coming weeks, which, that'll be good. It's not really for anything, but... Arguing at a photo shoot sounds like a very Matt Riddle thing to do, so sure. Let's do it. After that, we get a tag match that's been being set up with Aaliyah and uh, Vanessa Bourne taking on Candice LeRae and a mystery partner. And it turns out that her partner is Casey Catanzaro, who is one of my favorites uh, coming out of the Mayon Classic. I've been following her since uh, her days in American Ninja Warrior, and if you listen to our words uh, at the end of last year, I was very much pushing for her. So she's getting to be on NXT, which is excellent, and uh, the match starts out with uh, Mauro calling Aaliyah a veteran, and... No, come on, Mauro, you can't do that. You can't call someone who's barely out of character on this show a veteran. Uh, so Casey's uh, moves, if you've never seen her wrestle, they're awesome. Like She does a bunch of very athletic things that might not hurt a lot, but they look really flashy. Like when she jumps from the ring apron, does a handstand on the ropes... Twists around and then does the head scissors. It's pretty good. And did some flips and stuff, and she was looking impressive. But then, of course, both Bourne and Aaliyah start beating down on her and set up the hot tag for Candice LeRae. Uh, so they finally get Candice to tag. She uh, gets hyped up. Does uh. Does a uh, step up senton where she steps on the person's back and then like falls back into a senton, which is really cool. And then she just picks up the win pretty easily for her team. So the right person got the pin. Uh, Casey got to look good on the main show, and uh, Vanessa and Lee can go fuck off because they're not very good. But they did their role here, so it was fine. Uh, after that, we get Kathy Kelly having an interview with Io Shirai about uh, what happened last week with her uh, helping uh, uh, helping her her buddy, uh, Kyrie Sane, and uh, kind of screwing her out of the match. And uh, she starts to talk, and then all of a sudden in the background, here come the horsewomen! And uh, them and Shayna just beat the ever-living hell out of Io and left her lying. So that feud is still going. Then we get uh, Catch Sono in William Regal's office and uh, he points out that, yeah, it's a cool video the other week. You guys signed Kushida. He's a cool guy. But you know who really is familiar with the Japanese wrestling style and could totally give him a great first match? Your boy! And Regal's like, ah, I can't get... I'll think about it, maybe. Maybe I'll do that. 
And then after Ono leaves, the cameraman asks him, so you're going to make that match for next week? And Regal's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fucking make that match for next week. Kushida debuts. Get get hyped for uh, the Tom Splitter to make his NXT debut next week. In, in spoilers, he's he's still in his gimmick. It's awesome. Then we get an NXT Tag Team Championship match between the Street Profits and the War Raiders. Yes, War Raiders, they have their name still. And uh, the first thing I point out is that during the Street Profits entrance of... Well, number one, the Street Profits are wearing all red, and uh, Matez has a red solo cup to match. Apparently, all everyone in the crowd also has red solo cups to match. And they all hold them up with Matez, and it's pretty great. It's a really good visual. Then the War Raiders make their entrance, you know, their big Viking entrance, as they do. And what's great is the camera's, you know, in position, showing them walking down the ramp. And all of a sudden, from the top of the screen, Montez Ford just flies out of nowhere and wipes them both out. He throws in one of the War Raiders. The match begins. It's just fast-paced. Here's the Street Profits just hitting all their big stuff, trying to get the pin as fast as possible. And it keeps not working. And, uh, yeah. After that, uh, the War Raiders finally get their bearings and slow down the match. Stop Street Profits from just beating them real quickly for the belts. Uh, there's a hot tag on both sides for Hanson and Ford. And uh, Ford does a delayed suplex on Hanson, who's a very large man, and it is very impressive looking. It was really cool. He held him there for a while, too. It was really neat. Uh, Street Profits are doing a great job of making it look like that they could actually win the belts here with some great near falls, but it's, it's you know it's not going to happen. Hanson does a springboard double elbow to both of the Street Profits, and that looks really cool. You have to remember, Street Profits are very large men, and they can do some pretty impressive moves for men their size. But of course, the War Raiders uh, hit Montez with the Thor's Hammer, which is a great name for the move. Great name. They should not change it to whatever the bullshit they're doing on the main roster. And they get the win. So War Raiders retain their belts. So they're still on NXT and on the main roster and have the belts. Mia Yim is around and uh, she she's being interviewed by some guy named Dennis. And uh, yeah, she doesn't like this guy. Essentially, to sum it up, she says, fuck Shayna, fuck everyone else who got their shots, they failed. I had one shot. And I failed, but I deserve another one. So sure. Okay, Mia. Go earn a title shot, then. Good for you. And then we get to the main event of the evening. It's the Rod Strong versus Jonathan Taylor Wrestlemans. That's a joke that John wrote before the show started. It's very dumb, but I, I'm way into it. Important thing to point out here is that uh, Roderick Strong is out here alone. No undisputed error with him, which is interesting. Uh, Strong, uh, one of the big mo- moves to start off early in the match is that Strong 
hits uh, Gargano with a half-Nelson suplex onto the apron on the outside, and it looks real brutal. Like, the back of Johnny's head really hit that apron hard. It was not pretty. Uh, then uh, Gargano's strategy in the match is to let... He pretty much does a Rocky. He had, he takes a bunch of uh, offense and, uh, you know, kind of absorbs the beating until Strong tires himself out so that he can jump on the advantage, which he does, and Strong's getting very mad at this, but it's working. Uh, then uh, Johnny gets back on the offense, starts hitting these really nasty chops that look like they hurt real bad. Yikes. Uh, after that, uh, Strong keeps trying to do his backbreakers, but uh, Gargano keeps finding a way to break out of them before he can hit them. Uh, then Johnny like falls onto the ring apron and then goes for his slingshot spear through the ropes, but uh, Strong catches him and then hits his backbreaker from it, and it looks real good, but it's only a two count. Real great near fall there. Um, Gargano finally puts the Gargano escape on uh, Strong and that's when Adam Cole shows up and gets on the apron and gets in his face and you think oh here comes the big screw finish but it doesn't quite work that way Gar- Gargano is still reverses Strong's attacks from behind the Cole, uh, so Cole's getting mad the rest of Undisputed Era show up but while that happens uh Matt Riddle shows up because of the segment we had earlier and fights them off. Which is weird that it's one guy against two, but it worked because Matt Riddle is pretty pretty big. He's a pretty big guy. While all that's happening and all the confusion, uh, Adam Cole gets back on the apron, tries to hit a kick through the ropes, but accidentally hits Roderick Strong. Oh no! Gargano hits his DD, his spinning DDT from the apron and uh, gets the pinfall win. So just, once again, despite all the undisputed errors interference, uh, Johnny Gargano still finds a way to win. He somehow has the secret to beating the numbers. And the show ends with uh, Strong being real mad at Adam Cole for you know kicking him in the head and uh, storming off while the rest of Undisputed Era trail behind with them trying to calm down Adam Cole, who's not happy either. So it sucks, it looks like there's some friction going on with Strong and Cole, because I like Undisputed Era a lot, but... I'm sure that match would be fine. Should be a good match. I still like Undisputed Era a lot, though, so... Kind of hurts my heart. But yeah, that's a... That's what happened on NXT this week. It was a really good episode. My recommendations for if you want to see some cool stuff. I recommend you watch the Street Profits and War Raiders match. Also, if you want to see more of Casey Catanzaro, that match was short and sweet. But it was good. It was, she's very athletic and it's worth the worth keeping an eye out for Casey. She's, she's, she's quite good. And uh, with that... I'm going to say that does it for Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's not cool. Uh, We do the show live 
every Wednesday around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're not following us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash ozoneonline, give us a follow. Get notified when we're going live. We also post on Twitter uh, at the heel turn when we're going live. So feel free to follow us on there. If you want to get more news and information from our website on your social medias, uh, go on Facebook and search for ProWrestling.Cool. Or go on Twitter and follow us at PWDOTC. It's PW.C, but you spell out dot because that's how Twitter handles work. If you'd like to support us financially, because running a website and doing a podcast live every week is time-consuming and money-consuming. Things aren't free. But we do our best. Uh, You can head over to Patreon.cool. That's an actual working URL that will take you to our Patreon campaign. And for as low as, let's say, a dollar a month, you'll get the show notes that me and John write a bunch of dumb inside jokes to each other for the show on. And you get to be in on that for every episode, as as, as well as a back catalog of all the past episodes. So you get all that content. Um, there's also higher tiers with more rewards, like Discord stuff. Uh, we do a monthly subscriber-exclusive podcast at one of the tiers. And uh, what we did for this month was we had stuff from New York and WrestleMania Weekend including the G1 Supercard that we attended. So you can check us out, hang out in Times Square, recording a podcast over there. Um, next month will be me and Trace getting together to do a preview for Double or Nothing, AEW's big pay-per-view event from Las Vegas. And I'm sure on on this show we'll get Oscar on because our buddy Oscar is going to be at the show, we'll get him to get some live impressions. But we won't we won't put that behind the paywall. We'll we'll give that to everyone. Also, it's Oscar. You, we must ruin everything by having him on the show. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the underscore ozone. So you can follow me there. If you want to check out my TikTok, because that's the cool thing that people do now. Uh, I'm at Owen Douglas with two S's. That's my name. That's my TikTok. And that's it. Thank you so much, everyone who tuned in. Thank you to the guy who gave us a follow on Twitch during the show. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, John will actually maybe be here for the whole episode. Also, he might have a camera for the people who watch the video version. Like, so it won't be a green box next to me. It may actually be John. So we'll be back then, and until then, y'all come back now. You hear? This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.